0: What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkidscom forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled to have you tuning in today. Today on the podcast, I am thrilled to bring on a dear friend of mine, Megan Mickelson, who I met a couple years ago now, or a year and a half or so ago, at a conference, and since then, we've just stayed connected, um, even though we live across the country from each other, and I just respect her so much, and the work that she's doing trying to help families detox their lives detox their homes and just live a healthier lifestyle she does it in such a way that it doesn't feel overwhelming or feel like we are all doing all the wrong things Um, she goes about it in just such a kind and thoughtful way and just her spirit and her generosity and sharing her wisdom is always so wonderful. So I wanted to bring her on today and talk about kind of our whole house. I often talk about like decluttering one room at a time, Um, but I wanted her to come on and share with us what we could detox in each room. So kind of the major rooms in our homes, what kinds of things we have and how we could switch those out for easier, healthier products. So she's going to go through each room with us and give us some tips and tricks on how to just minimize the toxins in our daily lives. And I know that you are going to love it and get so much out of it. And one thing that I want you to remember is that this should not be something that adds any stress to your life. So Megan and I talk about how to take it one step at a time and kind of move slowly through this and just make changes as it makes sense for our family. So don't think that we're going to throw all this at you and you're going to feel guilty at the end of the episode or anything like that. It is not like that. Megan just gives us some ideas of how we can make some simple swaps. So I hope you enjoy it. I know that I really enjoyed this episode. Hey, Megan, I am so excited to have you back on the Simple Home Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's so fun to be here again, Jenna. So before we hop in, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then maybe why you're so passionate about what you do. Yeah. So my name is Megan Mickelson and I have an online
1: store and a podcast myself called toxin free talk, and I'm a detox living strategist. And I came around to this point after my daughters were born, where, um, I became aware of that the home environment really can be full of toxins And there's a lot of things we can't control in our environment, but there are a lot that we truly can control. And so I learned a lot about the toxins in cleaning products and personal care products and all those sorts of things. And, um, I found that a lot of people weren't aware of these toxins and yet they are so important to our health. And so that's kind of my mission really is to share all about, how important it is to pay attention to what you bring into your home environment in a very simple and easy to understand way. That's not overwhelming. So that's why I started detox by design my business. And uh, I've been doing this for a little over two years now. And and the podcasting I started last year, and it's been a really fun way to, um, add really simple and easy tips.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you do, you break it down so well for us so that we can, you know, try one or two things at a time instead of feel like we have to just go through our whole house at once and like (laughs) detox the whole thing Because sometimes just like decluttering or anything. It just feels overwhelming if you do it that way. So I appreciate your podcast and your simple tips for sure. So if you guys don't know, Megan, if you haven't, um, listened to the last podcast episode, make sure to go back to episode 43, and find that interview because we talk about how to get started with toxin-free living there. And she just has so many great tips. Um, And I'll definitely share also Megan at the end, when you tell us your website and all of that, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. So people can learn more about you there. Um, But for today, I was kind of hoping we could like talk room by room. What are, you know, the most common products that we use maybe on a daily basis or every week that could easily be switched out for more toxin free products. Um, so that, you know, as we're thinking about our house, not that I want the listeners to go through their whole house right now, but they can maybe choose like one area that you talk about that would be most beneficial for them and try to make some swaps out. Do you mind if we kind of go through it that way? That sounds good. Do you want to pick the room first or would you rather I pick? I'm going to let you pick you are my expert here. So I'm going to let you pick, um, kind of wherever you feel like, you know, cause I think people will, will choose different rooms based on what you say or what's most meaningful to them at this moment. So anywhere you'd like to start. Okay. So I always like to start in the laundry room. And the reason why
1: is because there really aren't that many products we use in our laundry room, right? Like compared to our kitchen, we have so many different things, cleaning products, you know, dishwashing, soap, that sort of stuff. But in the laundry room, it's usually laundry detergent, a stain fighter, maybe some sort of like OxyClean or bleach product, and then something to soften our um, laundry, like a fabric um, softener or something like that. Right. So it's not that many products. The other reason why I like to start in the laundry room is because we wear our clothes on a good majority of our body all day long. Then we go sleep in our sheets And everything that we wear all day long and we sleep in has been put through that laundry process. And so whatever chemicals are in our laundry detergent or fabric softener really can have a pretty big impact on our health because we're wearing them, which means that we can be absorbing those chemicals through our skin, but we're also breathing in, um, whatever fragrance chemicals are on those products as well. So for the laundry, um, switch out your laundry laundry detergent. Um, also, um, I personally only use bleach for really special occasions when I know there's been a big outbreak of flu or something like that. Um, I don't use it regularly at all. I use like an oxygen brightener, which is just has more safe ingredients in it. Um, and then the other thing that a lot of people don't know, but fabric softeners and also, um, dryer sheets, coat your clothes with chemicals. And they're some of the most harmful chemicals in the home. And so that's one of the first things I say to switch out um, for fabric sheets, um, switch out to um, organic wool dryer balls. And what I do is I take a washcloth and I throw some essential oils um, on, just on a old rag washcloth and I throw it in the dryer with the dryer balls. And it gives, it makes it smell nice and scented if you want a scent, a lot of people are used to having a scent with their laundry. They think that it's not clean unless it smells. Unfortunately, the opposite is true, right? Um, Something that is truly clean doesn't smell at all, but we are human and we are conditioned to like that scent. So I just throw in these, you know, a couple of drops of essential oils on on a washcloth and throw it in there in the dryer with my stuff. And then laundry detergent, um, you just want to definitely look for the fragrance um, on the ingredient label. Um, there's a lot of other not great ingredients in laundry detergent, and I could bore you to death with those. But um, usually if fragrance is in there, um, I don't use it, and that means I'm looking for something that's a lot more natural. Um, and the reason why fragrance is bad is because it's an, a loophole in our regulations, and um that term fragrance can hide any sort of chemical in it because, um, the company can just put fragrance on there. And they're basically saying it's a proprietary term special to their product. And so when I say fragrance, I know that the company isn't being completely transparent about what's in the product. And so for me, that's a red flag. And usually if you find something that doesn't have fragrance in there, it's going to be a lot better than those other products that have lots of other harsh chemicals with fragrance too. So, and I've been noticing that like um, the EOS brand or things that you would think are pretty safe, Um, you might find them at Costco or um, you might think they're a little bit better, but they still have fragrance in them. Um, And so that's, um, we we can get into this later, but that's why I created my own online store to, you know, find truly safe products that people are looking for and um, to offer them in a way that you just, can buy it and know it's safe. It's the same stuff I use at home with my own family. Um, And I just, again, want to, you know, reduce the overwhelm and the hard part of going toxin-free. So, so that's
0: laundry. Do you have any questions before we move on? So I do have a quick question and kind of like, just given it all to you to see like what my laundry system is like. I'd like to be completely honest with my listeners at where I'm at. And I've always kind of wondered this. So I have made my own laundry detergent now for like, I don't know, since before my kids were born. And it's something I had a really hard time switching to because I do love the smell of clean laundry. It's like my favorite, yep. favorite smell. And when I say smell, I mean like tied. <laughs> yep, so, yep. um, so when I switched, it was really, really hard for me. But in my laundry detergent, I use Fels Naphtha soap and Borax. And, you know, you hear all kinds of things that are bad about those. Should I be like not using those in a, clearly those things are considered all natural, but I'm sure that they're not 100% safe. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I would need to do
1: a little bit more
0: digging because from what I, I don't, I'm not
1: hundred percent sure about the Fels Naphtha, but the Borax definitely has like you know, one side or the other, that is mm-hmm. kind of like, they'll, they'll say,
0: no, it's not, but isn't it just sodium? So like. Everything on the label, I mean, on the label, it's just like two things. I can't remember yeah. offhand, but yeah, so I've looked yeah. at that. And the other thing that's in there that I forgot about is washing soda, like baking soda. Oh, washing soda is okay. Yeah. Um, and so and those think- are the three ingredients plus water is basically yeah, what's I- in there. And I've been touting it off to my friends and family like it's an all-natural thing, but I don't truly know that because, like you said, with borax, everything I read is one side or the other. Yeah. And I know it's harmful to eat. I know we shouldn't, you know, let our kids. They even say like the slime with borax may not be as safe as, as we want it to be and that sort of thing but mm-hmm. just was wondering what your thoughts were on that because I have I'm been thinking of Fels Naptha right now just because
1: I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Fels naphtha has pegs in it. So, I would say no. It has fragrance too and it has some um synthetic colorants. So, I would say no to the fell's naphtha.
0: Okay. I wonder, I bet there's a switch that you can make there Mm -hmm. still. I don't know the homemade laundry detergent has saved us. It cost me about $2 and 25 cents to make a whole batch, which is a five gallon bucket. And Mm -hmm. it lasts us about six months. So I do that twice a year. So it's about five bucks, not even. Yeah. Um, so that is why I started doing it was because, I mean, it's such a huge savings. You know, I was spending Mm -hmm. probably 30 bucks a month on laundry detergent when I'd buy it. Do you grate the Phil's Napa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you can do that with um just a Dr. Bronner's Castile soap bar. Oh. Okay. Not a liquid. I, I used to do that too. Okay. So there's a very similar recipe. I don't think I had borax in it um, because of the controversy. Um, it was a different recipe and it was um I'd grate the Dr. Bronner's and then mix it up and I just am not that dedicated to doing anything like
0: that. Well, I'm going to try it. My littlest <laughs> one loves science and my middle one loves um, cooking. So they think it's like a project to do it. Yes. So yeah. we just do yeah. it every. I mean, it's literally about twice a year that I have to do it. It, yeah. of course, always happens on the most inconvenient times, oh, yeah. you know, but we'll keep it up. But I'm going to try that next time. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll let you move on to the next And room. I'm glad that you're
1: considering it. And honestly, even that is a million times better than Tide, you know? And plus, when you think about the huge plastic container that a liquid detergent usually comes in, that's another thing that I really focus on is eco-friendliness. And a lot of people aren't aware that such a very, very small percentage of plastic actually gets recycled. So anytime we can move towards a paperboard packaging or something like that, that's always the goal. And plastic, unfortunately there's like right now there's certain things you just can't not have plastic for like a a pump or, you know, a lid or something like that. So we just try to minimize as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. So, So should we move to the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. So dishwashing detergent that goes in your dishwasher. Um, dish soap is, are some things that you'd want to switch out, um, any sort of sprays you do on your countertop floor cleaner, um, oven cleaner. We could talk about that a little bit more. Um, and honestly, a lot of these stuff, these kind of things you can make on your own. Um, they're not hard to do, but we as Americans really have been conditioned to think that we need a certain product for every single thing in our home, right? There's like a toilet bowl cleaner and there's a sink cleaner and there's a floor cleaner and there's a stainless cleaner. Um, and in my perspective, that's just marketing. That's just them trying to get us to spend more money. We don't need a different cleaner for every single task. Um, like the, um, the countertop spray that I have in my store, it's really cool. It's in a glass bottle and it has a little, um like a little tablet and you just add that in there and then you add your own water so it's refillable and everything. And yeah, it's a it's a countertop cleaner, but it works great for glass too. Um, And it's not, we don't necessarily need to have a specific product for, you know, one task. Um, Although dishwashing detergent, don't just go throw your dish soap in there. You might have a big mess. Um, But other than that, you know, it's pretty easy to make homemade and you just want to, you know, use Vinegar and water, and maybe some essential oils, or a little bit of soap in there. So, um, those are great um, options for swapping out for the kitchen, and then sort of the similar thing for the bathroom, right? So, um, I really like a scrub. I grew up with like Comet at our house, and so um, I like a like a powdery sort of scrub um, for the toilet and also for the sink and everything like that. But if you think about it, like it's just um, some sort of toilet cleaner or scrub, some sort of sink cleaner um, and like a window cleaner or glass cleaner for the mirror. So it's not that hard or or even in the shower, really, you know, you can use that same scrub from the toilet using the shower, or the bathtub, too. Um, I kind of grew up doing that with our comet, like we use it for everything, but you know, I think a lot of people get used to, you know, oh, scrubbing bubbles, I need that for my shower or I need the to get the ring out. Well,
0: you can get the ring out with a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, you know, I grew up like that too. Like we had different cleaners for everything, and comet was my favorite. I always loved watching my mom like scrub the bathtub, and I thought that looks like so much fun because it scrubs (laughs) and it makes this noise and then I realized scrubbing the bathtub is no fun, no matter what you use. But as a kid, I thought it was fun, but it just simplifies the whole cleaning process. When you can take one bottle of spray and go throughout your whole house rather than like, you know, your kitchen bucket and your, your bathroom bucket and all of that. I will say the one thing I have not given up. And every time I use it, I think of you, Megan, I'm like, Oh man, Megan would hate (laughs) this because I think it has bleach in it and all kinds of bad stuff. But I still use the the toilet, the blue toilet bowl stuff that you spray around, the, you know, you put around the edge and then it kind of slowly drips Yeah, and then you scrub it out and it smells like bleach. And I yeah. know it's horrible. And that is the one thing. Otherwise I pretty much use vinegar and water and some rubbing alcohol. I pretty much use that around my whole house, but the toilet bowl, I have not given up. I, I want to switch it out with what I use in my bathtub, which is just soap and vinegar mixed together. Um, because I know that works just fine on the toilet, but I like to see it sit there on the sides for a little while. So I may need your help on that one. Do you have any great toilet bowl cleaner that you use? I just use
1: the same scrub I use for my, um, you know, for my bathtub and stuff. But what I love about it is it smells like tea tree, which has a real kind of, it's definitely doesn't smell like bleach, but it smells really good. And also as it is, I associate that associate that smell with cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that's one of the things here is that like, um, you know, it's also just that thought that it's actually clean and our senses are what are telling us that. Right. So for you, it's that bleachy smell where you're like, okay, the toilet is clean and you have that satisfaction level. And so maybe if you could just use like something a little bit different, it might, you know, make you think that the other thing with toilet bowls is, um, where we live often, you'll get that little ring around the toilet and there's really nothing you can do except for use a pumice stone. And so I do have like a natural pumice stone in my shop too, because a lot of people don't even know that that's the way to solve that problem. And you just scratch it away and it it goes right away. It's the, um, kind of the easiest way to get rid of it. Um, so, that's kind of my hint there. I did see, I almost got some for my shop, these like little tablets that you throw into the, to- the, into the toilet bowl and they bubble up. I'll let you know if I decide to add them to the store, but, um, I don't know, like me being the minimalist of my store, I'm like, can't you just use the scrub for that? <laughs> you know, but I know that, um, people really like to have, you know, see the action in the toilet. Right. Yeah.
0: I think my issue is I like for that toilet bowl cleaner because it like sits on the side of the bowl, you know, for a while. I love that part. I think, oh, it must be doing its job if it's sitting there, which I'm sure it's not. And so when I go in and I like spray it with my other cleaner, I'm like, wait a minute. Why isn't it? (laughs) It's just running down into the toilet. Exactly. But But that's that's my goal is to swap that one out because that is one. One that the plastic bottle is so tiny, and you have to buy it in that. It's not like you can buy it in bulk, you know. And um two is, I know it's got all kinds of horrible stuff in it, but I haven't. Yeah, just think
1: yet. about all that stuff going into the water system. I and know, that's,
0: and that's the reason I keep saying I have to yeah. switch this one. I flush this down a couple times a week, you know, and it's right. horrible. So right, and I think too, if you think about it. Um, you know,
1: it's, it's making you think that it's cleaning because it's sitting there, but truly friction and removing the dirt with like the scrubbing action probably is doing more than the product sitting there. So, um, but is, I just love how this is highlighting how much we're marketed to, to buy certain things when it doesn't even
0: really necessarily make a difference. Right. Yeah. I think what I've learned, like just going through this simplifying journey with my stuff It's so similar with everything that we are just so conditioned to think that living one way, doing things one way, you know, going out and buying new shoes every three months, just because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, or, you know, just all these things that we've just, we just think are the right thing, unless we step back and think, is this really what fits for me and for my lifestyle and for, you know, my budget and all these things. So I appreciate that with what you do, because I think it goes hand in hand. Like as you start simplifying other areas, um, simplifying the things that you clean with and then finding other alternatives just becomes so much easier because you're kind of going down that road anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it just makes
1: us more aware. Mm-hmm. So like once we start thinking about it, say in like, you know, being more of a mental minimalist, then you're thinking about it in other ways too. And you're thinking, do I really need this? Um, and also just paying attention to the fact that we are being marketed to constantly. And, uh, I was talking with my, my 11 and 14 year old daughters, and I talk with them about it all the time, because when we were their age, we would see a billboard, we would see a TV ad, we would see a magazine ad, and that was kind of it, but now teens today are marketed to constantly when they're watching YouTube when they're on Instagram or you know even the TV shows like when we watched TV shows they didn't necessarily they occasionally did like placement ad placement but it wasn't as you know rampant as, as it is now where you're watching a cartoon and they're eating a certain brand of cereal, you know, it's just everywhere. And the more we are aware, the more we can just make more informed decisions.
0: Yeah. And I think the advertising is so smart now too, because it doesn't look like advertising. Even adults scrolling through Instagram often probably miss that they're looking at a sponsored ad over just something that they would normal content that they would see from their friends and family. And so, I do, I talk to my kids about it too. And they're, they're tiny, you know? And so they're looking at like the toy ads and stuff and constantly, you know, like look at, look at what you're being advertised at here or like on the back of the cereal box or the milk jug I mean, right, it's, it's right. everywhere. So yep, yeah. Yep. Well, I think, um, those are probably the three biggest areas. Do you have any other, I know that in your shop, you have some stuff about sleep. And like the bedroom area, are there a couple things in there that you feel like would be beneficial for my listeners? Sure. Well, first of all, um, you know,
1: we talked about kind of cleaning products mostly so far, but we want to remember too, that whatever we put on our bodies, um, or spray around us really can affect our health. So, um, like sunscreen, as it's coming into the summer, that is something that people don't necessarily think about. But um, it's crazy that the kind of sunscreens that we grew up with actually contain chemicals that are linked with with cancer. It's funny that we're supposed to put it on our bodies to prevent cancer, but they actually can cause cancer. And so, um, there's just better options there, like mineral sunscreens over a chemical sunscreen. Um, but also for sleep, like you mentioned, um, you know, that I do have some, you know, things to encourage sleep, like, um, a lavender eye pillow, which is kind of fun. And, um, a cuticle crane that smells like lavender, that kind of like, you know, gets you ready for sleep and then a uh, linen spray too, that just kind of gets your, your, your bed ready for sleep. And then, um, so that's kind of the sleep stuff I have in my shop. Um, but then the other, like just personal care products like lip balm and deodorant, and I have a solid lotion, um, that comes in a, like a, a tin instead of a plastic tube. So just things like that. So um, when you're thinking about the things that you use every day, just think about how many different products you use. And um, if they're not safe products, those all compound to impact our health. Because a lot of companies will say, oh, this is just a, such a small percentage of this product. Yeah, maybe it's a an, an not so great ingredient, but it's only 1%. But if you think about the typical female, the typical woman, she's wearing how many products a day, like maybe 23 products and all of that just compounds because, you know, if there's so many harmful chemicals in, in all of those products together, that impacts our health and increases our body burden and body burden is the overall impact, um, of, of these harmful chemicals on our body. And, um, you, each of us has a different genetic makeup. And so some people are going to be more affected by these than others, but, um, my town, you know, my, I come from the place where I just want to minimize those as much as possible, because there's so many other environmental toxins that we can't control, like we can't necessarily control the air we're breathing or the water we're drinking. We can be good about our food, but we're not perfect. And so just make better choices everywhere that you can.
0: Yeah. I love that. You said that. I know that, um, I was speaking with somebody probably last year sometime just about being more sustainable and you know, how we can have bigger impact for our kids. I mean, this is their world, right. That we're Mm -hmm. kind of creating for them. And, um, and she was, talking about, and I know I've heard it elsewhere too. You know, if we all just made like 1% change, if we changed one thing, if everybody did that, the whole world would be different. Right. And so we think we need to be perfect and have every product toxin free and not use plastics at all anymore. And the truth is many of us aren't in, we don't have the capacity for that with the season of life that we're in right now, possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you're saying, like, if we can just be mindful of the advertising, be mindful of what's going on our body and make one or two switches here and there as we move forward. I think that makes a bigger impact on our health and our world than we think it does. And so we don't have to be perfect. We just have to, you know, strive to be better. (laughs) And so that's why I love when you give us so many ideas, because we can think about like, what's manageable for me right now. I can change my toilet cleaner without that adding any stress to my life whatsoever. I might miss the blue yucky gunk dripping down my toilet, but it's not going to add any stress to my life. And so, yeah, I think if we think of it in that way, like little small steps, then it just makes it easy and doable and it would make a big difference if we all did it.
1: Right. So if you're running out of deodorant, the next time that you go to buy a new one, instead of buying the one that you've always worn, just do a little research and find a better deodorant you know, just do it little by little. That is so much more important than getting overwhelmed and deciding, Nope, I can't do any of it because it's just too much. Just one small step at a
0: time. So I think this leads us really well into your subscription boxes because you have this amazing resource for us. You have the online store and you have your boxes and all the knowledge behind it. So if people are looking to make some switches, tell us about that because I think this is, it's just such a great service for people to make some changes in their home and do it without any stress at all. Cause you do all the research behind it for us. Yeah.
1: So, um, my, I have my online store where you can go and just shop if you just want to, you know switch out just your toilet cleaner or whatever that is. But I also offer um, a subscription box because some people want to detox their home top to bottom, but they don't even want to have to think about it. So each month is a different theme. So there's the, I start with laundry, of course, as we talked about earlier, because I think that's really important and easy to switch. So first box focuses on laundry and detoxing everything in your laundry room. And then we just go room by room, kitchen, deep clean cleaning all of those sorts of things. So then after a few months, you have completely replaced all of the toxins that, um, you would use for cleaning in your home. And then there's also, you know, some boxes have more fun stuff like the healthy sleep box that I talked about a little bit earlier with the linen spray and the lavender eye pillow and stuff like that. So it's been really fun to find and curate, um, these brands that are, um, I really like to support brands that are doing the right thing. And so they're all pretty much small companies, us-based, um, most of them have really eco-friendly packaging. And so I get to find these, you know, unique little products that are, um, you're not going to find everywhere else. And they, ha- they're totally toxin free. Cause I, I check them out and I, I, you know, vet them before I
0: offer them to my, um, to my, clients. So that's awesome. I love the whole idea behind it. I love that you're supporting small businesses. Um, and what a great gift idea too. Right. I mean, we're always thinking like, well, can I buy this person? That's not just going to be more stuff or something that they already have or something they don't need. And this is clearly, um, something that people will use and make their lives better in some way and simpler. So I love it. I love everything that you're doing. So I appreciate you telling us all about it can you, um, kind of go through and tell us where we can find you, where we can find out about your boxes, your website, all the stuff that you have your podcast. Yeah.
1: So my podcast is called toxin free talk, and you can listen wherever you, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you could also read it and kind of, um, absorb it. Um, just through my blog on toxinfreetalk.com. And you can find my boxes at detox.design slash the box. And you can find me on social, um, at the Megan Mickelson.
0: Awesome. I will make sure to link to all of that in the show notes so people can find you easily. And Megan, I just appreciate your time. I know we've been we've been trying to get this recorded for months now, right? We've been trying to connect again. And so I appreciate you so much. Just um, encouraging this journey and coming on the podcast, giving us your time today. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Megan and that you'll go check out her website and her podcast and just see if there's anything on there that sparks interest for you. I know that I'm all about making one small change at a time. And so If you are interested in making some changes to detox some areas in your home, I encourage you to just check out all her resources. I will have all the links in the show notes so that you can easily find what you're looking for and just choose one area to start in, one area of your home or one product and and see where it takes you. All right, I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences, and I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.